I'm delighted to be joined today by Alex Davis, who is the founder and CEO of The Wealth Club, a specialist uh, broking firm that uh, deals in tax-efficient investments, by which I mean venture capital trusts, enterprise investment schemes, and so on. Today, we're going to be talking about VCTs, venture capital trusts, which are very popular amongst a minority of investors who understand the benefits of investing that way. Alex founded the Wealth Club in 2016, and before that spent 14 years at Hargreaves Lansdowne, the well-known investor platform, latterly as a director. So Alex, let's kick off with this exciting new venture of yours, and perhaps you could just remind us, first of all, what a venture capital trust is. Yeah, certainly, Jonathan. So a venture capital trust is most akin to an investment trust, and it has two main purposes, to provide growth capital to early stage, unlisted and aim-listed businesses, and to provide its investors with a return. The schemes are government-backed, and because successive governments have been very keen to see lots of money invested into early stage small businesses because they create lots of jobs and economic growth. They give investors really a generous tax breaks when they invest in a VCT. So one should say, I guess, that the primary reason of investing in all places is to uh, generate some decent returns, but the tax advantages are significant. They shouldn't be the only reason you invest in something, of course. So tell us quickly what the tax benefits of investing in a VCT are. Yeah, so when you invest in a VCT, you get 30% income tax relief. So put £10,000 in, for instance, and you could get £3,000 back from the tax man. Also, all um, returns are tax-free, and mostly these returns are paid as dividends. So you can get an attractive tax-free income when they go well. And um, the allowances are actually very generous. You can put up to £200,000 a year into a venture capital trust, so potentially get up to £60,000 back in tax relief. I think one thing to note is you, you have to hold these VCTs for at least five years to, get to retain the tax benefits. But what you can do after that five years, if you want, and lots of people do, is sell that venture capital trust and then reinvest it into another one and get the tax relief again. So that is, as you say, very generous. They used to be more generous, I think, when, when uh, VCTs started out. They were an experiment, if you like, to encourage investment in uh, early stage entrepreneurial companies, as you say. But I think there was a little bit of abuse early on in the system. But the, the rules about what you can invest in have been tightened a bit uh, in recent years. Uh, I'm right about that, aren't I? Yes. So four years ago, the government changed the rules. So it forced venture capital trusts to invest in much earlier stage and more entrepreneurial businesses than they were before, because some of the businesses before, well, great, they were probably a little mature and actually offered too predictable returns. And actually, the fantastic thing about it, at the time, everyone, including myself, was slightly worried about these changes. What's it going to mean for the market? Is it going to mean people don't invest? But actually, what's happened is that venture capital trusts have invested in exactly the sorts of companies now that you want to be invested in. The companies, in many cases, that have done hugely well during the pandemic. So all these fast-growing companies that you now have in VCTs. And there's lots of companies now worth over a billion pounds that perhaps didn't even exist five or six years ago. They've all come from VCTs. So I guess if you're feeling sentimental about this, you could say that you're actually helping the British economy by funding these early stage companies. But that's probably not how most of the investors think about it. But tell us how much money there is raised in VCTs and how that has been changing over the years. 
Well, there's roughly around five billion pounds in VCTs, and since about 2012, the amount going in each year has been going up and up and up. There was a slight blip during COVID, but still, um, VCT sales were very strong. And the main reason for this, over the last 12 years, wealthier investors have found it hard and harder to, to save tax efficiently, principally. Pensions have been restricted massively if you earn quite a bit of money. In fact, um, top earners can put as little as £4,000 into a pension a year, compared with about £250,000 a year when these rules came into effect. So you can put a lot less in a pension. And then there's always been the, the crackdown on buy-to-let. We've seen dividend tax increases, etc. So what this has meant is venture capital trusts are really sort of the next best thing, and lots of money has started going into them. And this year, over £720 million has already been invested, and that's more than double this time last year. And we expect this year to be a real record for VCTs. I would imagine at least £850 to £900 million will be invested. Well, that is uh, some significant money, as you say. I guess the other fact, another factor that's come onto the horizon now, obviously it won't affect this financial year, but you know the government has said it's going to increase taxes. It's going to increase uh, income tax and it's going to in- uh, dividend tax and it's going to introduce this social levy. Corporation tax is going to go up, I should say. So um, presumably that is actually going to help sell VCTs, uh, not this year, but in future years. Would that be a factor, do you think? High taxes is a huge factor in people investing because every time taxes go up in effect, your risk, because these things are risky, goes effectively down. And I also think people are coming into the market now to invest because actually performance has been really good. As I said, you can access all these really fast growing companies, which are actually very hard to access if you're just looking at listed markets. And it's also just become much more fashionable to invest in startup businesses. You've got Dragon's Den, you've got crowdfunding platforms. And it's also, there's a lot more support for early stage businesses to flourish. Indeed. But just also perhaps clear up a little bit of thing. I mean, there are a lot of subcategories of VCTs. They're not all the same, are they? Uh, or if you look mm-hmm. around, you've got some generalists, you've got some aim-listed ones, and you've, then you've got some rather kind of boutique sort of ones. So uh, where does most of the money go, and how would you describe the categorization? So most of the money goes into generalist VCTs, and as their name describes, they'll sort of invest anywhere. But by nature, because of the VCT rules, all the money now will be going into sort of fast-growing tech-enabled businesses invariably. AIM VCTs, there's a few AIM VCTs on the market and they've done very well over the last few years and they're very popular. And generally, if one launches, it's going to sell out pretty quickly. So if you like, if you want to do an AIM VCT, as soon as it comes out, I'd suggest investing. And then there's a few specialist VCTs. These were more common in the past. But now you've got a few VCTs that specialize in healthcare. There's another VCT coming out from um, Octopus today, which has more of an ESG angle. Yes, I saw that one. I was going to come back to that one. That's an interesting uh, development. But just tell us, I mean, there's obviously a lot of risk involved investing in early stage companies. They often, they don't work. They may even go bust. So on the whole, though, can you give us any kind of indication as to how many of these uh, trusts have gone well? And actually made money for the investors even uh, after the tax relief. And you know, what would you say to people and how you should deal with uh, managing that risk? First of all, if you look over the last 10 years, most VCTs have gone very well. The average VCT has delivered 122% return for investors. I can't think of anything that's gone spectacularly wrong. 
in the earlier days of VCTs, now they've been around since 1994, there were a few basket cases as the industry sort of developed. But how risky are venture capital trusts? You are investing in earlier stage businesses. By their nature, these businesses go bust more often than larger businesses. But that said, when you invest in a VCT, typically you're investing in 30 to 60 different companies. A lot of the companies are older. The VCT might have invested in companies 10, 15 years ago, and they're still in their portfolio, so they've had a chance to mature. And of course, you get the tax relief if things go wrong. So in a way, you've got a 30% buffer, even if things go very wrong. And so presumably, though, also one of the tactics you need, obviously you say the VCTs themselves are diversified, but is it a good idea to invest in more than one VCT? Is that what most savvy investors do? I think nearly all our investors would spread their VCT payment over three or four VCTs each year. And um, we would always encourage them to do so. And who are the biggest names in this sector? I mean, one of the interesting things about, I think, VCTs is that you won't always recognize the names of the companies that are uh, managing these trusts. Some one or two of them you will, but you won't see the big fund management houses, you know, like uh, Aberdeen or uh, someone like JP Morgan or someone like that. So what are the companies that actually launch these things? Well, the biggest provider of venture capital trust is Octopus. In particular, their flagship VCT is the Titan VCT, which uh, is now over a billion pounds in value. And it's invested in some spectacularly successful companies, companies such as Zoopla, the online property company, Kazoo, the online car retailer, bought by many, the pet insurer. All three of those are sort of billion pound plus companies. And then other big names in VCTs, companies such as Northern, Mobius, Albion, Maven, all extremely popular VCTs, and they've been around for a long time. But these are small specialist boutique firms, basically. Most of them just do VCTs and similar type of projects. Is that right? Or are they? do they have other kind of activities they do as well? The majority of them, that is their core, VCTs, and perhaps they have a private equity fund alongside it. Octopus, on the other hand, is a huge group and it has energy it has many different products so tell us more about what's happening this year i mean the vcts are launched throughout the financial year but i guess they're mostly in terms of take up that happens towards the end of the year or as you were implying earlier and what you were saying this year a lot of the money's already come in right for for vcts how many offers have closed for example and how many remain open well 27 offers have opened this year eight of those have sold out As I said, £720 million has been taken up so far, and some of it spectacularly quickly. Octopus Titan sold out £200 million in 28 days, for instance. Mobius launched last week and um, sold out £35 million in less than 24 hours. The good news is there's still quite a lot of capacity out there. However, the message is very clear. If you spot a VCT you like now, invest in it because it probably won't be around at the end of the tax year. So just tell us then about this latest Octopus launch. As you say, one of the biggest or the biggest uh, VCT provider. And this is looking to tap into uh, the fashionable sustainability theme. Okay, so yes, it's a new VCT. It's aiming to initially raise up to £20 million, but it does have the option to raise another £100 million. And it's, as you say, it's very much focusing on companies that are built around sustainability, companies for the future, 
Now, Octopus already has a good record of investing in these types of companies through its Titan VCT. And this is just another addition to its stable in an area which is likely to become increasingly popular amongst investors. So then moving on now, finally, towards the question of how these things might perform. I mean, we've seen a bit of a market sell-off in the first month of this year. We're talking at the end of January, early February. We've seen a bit of a sell-off. But how do these uh, VCTs trade? I mean, are they very liquid? Is there a lot of trade in them? Or is it more a case of people investing in them than hanging on to the money, which they obviously have to do in order to get the full tax benefits? What's, uh, what's the experience been like? So people will hold on to them for at least five years. A lot of people actually hold them for far longer, often for the whole of their lives. But nearly all the VCT managers offer a buyback facility where in ordinary circumstances, they'll buy your shares back off you at a 5% discount in the net asset value. And this works you know, very well. It's not guaranteed that this will always happen, but uh, most of our investors, and myself included, have always been able to sell our VCTs and at a decent price. But you have to be aware these are illiquid on the market. Most of the time, there aren't an active bunch of buyers out there for it. So, And this is a very long-term investment. And in terms of is now the time to buy, obviously you are buying a VCT today. You have to hold it for at least five years. So really you are more concerned about the future prospects of these companies than particularly what happens today. And it's also something you're probably going to do each year, make your VCT investment. So hopefully the good and the bad will average out. And of course, as I said earlier, you get 30% tax relief, which again does de-risk VCTs quite a lot. But nothing's a risk-free investment. No such thing, absolutely. So your message really to people today is, you know, if you're interested, get out there and look at the what's on offer already. But uh, if you don't get something in this year, next year, you can be pretty certain that this industry is going to uh, carry on and, and probably will continue to grow, I would suspect. Yes, Jonathan, well, I think this market's only going to go one way and that's upwards. There's huge fiscal pressures. Um, people are paying more tax than they ever were before. And the traditional ways they would save in a pension and buy to let, those are no longer there. And also, I think people are just much more savvy about investing in startups. It's a much more fashionable thing to do. And um, I think a lot more people could and should do VCTs. And a question I have to ask finally is, do you eat your own cooking here? Do you actually invest in VCTs yourself in a big way? Yes, I've been investing in Venture Capital Trust for the last 10 years, and I've done it nearly every year, and I've done my full allowance this year. And I've had very good returns. I've had very good returns, and I went into them. I was very worried when I started doing it because all I heard about was the high risk of doing this, but actually they've delivered very attractive tax-free returns, and it's been interesting to be invested in some businesses that have then gone on to become sort of very well-known household names. Indeed. Well, it's very good to talk to you, Alex, about this subject. Always a fascinating subject. Of course, I should repeat that uh, there is risk in VCTs and you shouldn't expect to uh, automatically get huge returns. Past is not a guide to the present and so on. But uh, the historical experience is pretty clear that there have been some really good returns available, even before you take account of the tax beliefs, which is, of course, one reason why people do it. So thank you, Alex, very much for your time. Very interesting. And uh, anybody who wants to look any further should uh, have a look at the Wealth Club website. Thanks very much, Jonathan.